0: Hello and welcome back to episode three of Perimenopause Power. Hey, Lise, how are you today? Pretty good. What about yourself, Nat? Yeah, I'm going okay. The sun is shining. Hooray.
1: (laughs) Yes, we need that
0: in Melbourne, don't we? We do. We do. A bit of
1: vitamin D never goes astray, as you and I both know.
0: Yes, definitely. So today's episode, we want to really strip it all back and come back to basics and really start to understand a bit more about our cycles and what our cycle actually is. But perhaps we should start first off least with you know how did we us women end up where we are right now, not really knowing about our bodies?
1: Yeah, good question. So I think you know our education. Um, you know we're certainly not being taught. We might be taught a little bit about our bodies in school, but you know we're not taught. We're not taught um, so much more around the social, emotional, mental, physical impacts that um, our cycle can have, uh, and our backgrounds, whether it be our upbringing, our you know the different generations, our religious beliefs. Um, they all sort of um, contribute to not really understanding what our cycle is and and in all you know bringing it back to simple our bodies actually work in a cyclical manner so women's bodies do and when we understand that many wonderful things can happen but um, i talked about education so women and girls are not receiving that education that they need to and there's a wonderful book um, that we both love called About Bloody Time, and in that book there's a whole lot of statistics around this very topic. And some of the things that really um, registered with us was um, they interviewed women or girls and women between the ages of 12 to 46, and a lot of those respondents came from Australia and New Zealand, and this is, you know, this is recent research. And... That research showed that 7 in 10 girls um, aged between 12 and 18 had negative feelings about their period with 4 out of 10 disliking everything about it, 3 out of 10 seeing their periods as good and bad, but mostly bad. So there's nothing positive that's going on there. So these kids are, you know, these young girls are growing up and taking that through their, their life cycle and dreading it every every time whereas you know we should really be um accepting that menstruation is a time to rest and recharge and just you know have some time to ourselves and things like that so um 40 percent of these people actually um responded with predominantly negative sentiments so it's no wonder that you know we're not accepting these these bodily cycle um things about our body and what's What was also interesting is where um, these women are getting their information from. So 77% got it from their mothers, 56% 56 learnt it at school, 38% from their friends, and 22% from the books. And that was information about menstruation. So, you know, I just think that's really powerful because really those people that they're calling on, how well informed and educated are they? Um, you know it's it was really interesting and there's such a real disconnect isn't there around those four facts around a women's biological makeup um that does extend as i as i mentioned to their spiritual their their mental their emotional and physical so you know those cycles that um we talked about um i mentioned at the start our body actually has well each cycle that we experience as women there's four phases and um you know, we liken that to women being blessed with these four phases. And those four phases are, um, you know, day one is your menstrual phase and however long that lasts for. And then you go into something called the folliculus phase, which is the lead up into the next phase, which is your ovulation phase. And then from ovulation through to menstruation, we have another phase called our luteal phase and um different things about those phases happen to our bodies through the time you know some of those phases we're very creative some of them we ponder a lot of things some of them we have more energy than the others and some of them is a time to rest so even that in itself you talk to women about and they have no idea um, that their body can be so powerful and lend them the opportunity uh to be able to um do those different things through their phase each month sorry Nat long-winded answer but I think that's where we wanted to get to.
0: (laughs) No it's and you know I was just as you were talking I was reflecting on my own experience particularly in that first part you know I was 10 years old when I got my first period and it was a horrific experience and I was so Mm. embarrassed and Um, disgusted and ashamed and you know that was no fault of my mum or you know I I knew that at some point it would come I was more surprised that it came at such a young age but that was the feeling that went through my life until you know a couple of years ago where I thought you know what I need to start recognizing and, and acknowledging this thing this process that I go through every month because I'd spent so long um, quieting it and suppressing it. And, you know, words such as, um, you know, self-judgment, self-loathing, disgust, shame, sadness, ridicule. Like these are words that we just have heard and read in the research um, so, so much. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have had that same experience and same thought process.
1: Yeah, and those words are really powerful, aren't they? They really, um, they become, they almost underpin how you feel about it. And, um, you know, so a lot of women don't talk about it. Um, They feel shame. They feel dirty. They feel like there's a whole lot of really horrible doing words there that I just, i just really infuriates me actually because it really is a time um, to really embrace um, ourselves. And I, I love that we get this opportunity every month to Sort of reassess where we are. Um, and for women, we're just so go, go, go. You know, we've all heard about that rushing women's syndrome. Um, but you've got this time through each month or each cycle where you can sort of stop and reassess. And I just think that's so powerful. And women need to really um, embrace that more and be able to reassess their life or their family or their meal plan, whatever it might be.
0: Mm. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's really powerful. I think we really need to embrace it a whole lot more.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's funny, you know, I'm very much driven having um, a young daughter that I want to make yes. sure that her experience is something that is positive and embracing and she can see that as, you know, potential and, and opportunity and, and use it to her advantage. And I know you on the flip side, having two boys, mm. you know, you want to also educate them from, from a male perspective,
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, it's
1: really important. It's just not women that need to know, you hit on a really good point in that, you know, my boys really need to understand that. And I think um, men need to understand that. So, you know, we've got some resources that you and I know about, you know, helping men actually understand uh, menopause as well. So, and what, you know, what's really um, the thing that a lot of this comes back to is there's a lot of simplicity and a lot of so many things that we can be doing in our everyday life to Make this more manageable um, and easier, and embrace it. It's it's there's not a lot of difficulty around it. So, and we see that through just through coaching the women that we you know that we coach, obviously.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, it's powerful, and I guess you know the more that we can shine a light on it now, it it means that we're then educating the next generation and the next generation after that and you know leaving that legacy behind that you know there's Mm -hmm. that 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 education that so that we're changing the statistics around where girls and and boys get the information from to begin with yeah i
1: love it and also um removing that resentment that women may have um and young girls may have around you know entering their period as you said it was a bit of a shock and things like that and and just, you know, embracing it and being excited. So, um, you know, no more regrets. Um, it really is about changing, changing those stories, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's come back to the four phases because we, in our Female Advantage program, we talk extensively about those four phases and then we finish up saying, think of yourself as four women in one. And we we just love that whole thought process, don't we?
1: It is. It's such, and it's really lovely because, as you know, we liken the four phases to the four seasons of the year. And, um, you know, when you think about how you may feel within those four seasons, like winter's a time to bunker down and, you know, take stock and slow down a little bit, reset. and then you, you hit, so winter is likened to your menstrual phase. And then our next phase is our follicular phase or our spring. And that's, you know, we think about when you're coming out of winter, you're so excited to hit spring and, you know, the beautiful blossoms, um, cherry blossoms in relation to you, Ned. I know you love those. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that starts coming through. So you start blossoming. And then we hit into summer and, you know, summer is a time where you're really energised and you just get going and feeling fantastic and you know probably you're out you know if you think about we're always out at the beach here in Australia and we've got our holidays around that time And it's just a time that's just such a reignitement of how we feel our vitality our energy and so summer is likened to your ovulation phase and it's unfortunately it's probably one of the shortest phases but you know what who I'll take it that's fine (laughs) and then um and then we enter what I mentioned before is our luteal phase or our autumn so you know we start sort of you know we have still got high energy but we start slowing down a little bit at this time and you know it might be just uh, it could encompass you know cleaning out the the kitchen cleaning out your wardrobe um you know start to plan a holiday god knows we need one of those and um all those kinds of things in autumn you know the leaves are falling off the tree so we're just sort of just you know removing things that we don't need or um, reorganizing, whatever it be. And there's a whole lot of things within our body that can happen then. And then we hit back to menstruation. So, you know, to that winter phase again, and that, that's that cycle. And um, I think one of the biggest things for me uh, with my nutritional food background is just how food, for example, can be brought into those different phases and the effect that it has on the body at different times of the cycle as well, which is really, really powerful. And you, I know Nat with the yoga, there's lots um, that can be learnt from that as well.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just, you know, it doesn't matter how much we talk about it, but every time we talk about those four phases, I just feel like this connection to, I don't know, the emotional energy around how yeah. lucky we are that we have those four phases. Mm. And I was also thinking, gee, I wonder what's my favorite phase. And Um, I don't know if I have a favourite phase. I do quite like the autumn, the luteal phase. But then, you know, I think within each phase there is something really positive to be had. You know, even from, you know, menstruation and, you know, we've had feedback from women that we've worked with that, you know, that menstruation phase, being able to give themselves permission to stop and slow yes. down was really the biggest wake-up call for them. And I think you just, you just then stop and slow down unapologetically, don't you, because you just know.
1: Because we just tend to push through, don't we? As women, we just push through and push through until, bang, our adrenals tell us oh, my God, I cannot do this anymore. Will you please stop right now? And, you know, we tend to fall in a heap. And, you know, you often hear about people when they go on a holiday, they've been working so hard and they get up to it and they end up being sick for some of their holiday because they've just slowed down and um, it's the same as the season. So, yeah, Unap. what's that word, Nat? Unapologetically. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, that's it. That's that word. So, um, yeah, it's so powerful, so powerful. And I just think we need to really embrace it a whole lot more.
0: Yeah. And even, you know, in the menstrual phase, uh, menstruation phase that, you know, setting the intention, we talk a lot about setting an intention for the rest of your cycle. And, you know, I'm very big about, you know, forward intention setting and visualizing and, you know, just being able to do that, having that quiet internal moment where you connect with, you know, this is what I want to achieve over my next 28 days and immerse yourself within that feeling so that when you get to those higher energy times that you really can go gangbusters and you've got that energy, it's, um, yeah, it's, there's something really um, positive to be said about it
1: yeah I, I do I do because you know what Nat I can sort of go I, I can myself go at 40 miles an hour sometimes and not slow down so this has been really good for me but I love the high energy and the clarity that comes around um the phases that you can experience through the different phases in the cycle and you know for me I'm definitely in perimenopause at the moment and um I love those those times where I think, yeah, you know what, I'm I'm feeling great today. I'm just gonna really bust it out. And you know, we all know that perimenopause entering menopause, can give you that brain fog that, you know, I'll often be chatting to you about something and mid-sentence I'll think, oh shit, sugar, what was I what was I gonna say? Like, so you know, those those energetic times, I'm taking them as much as I can. They're probably my favorite part of the cycle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's good. But it's just, it's it's learning that we have never had before and um, it it really is life-changing, isn't it?
1: Very much so. And I think um, the one thing that comes up a lot in our conversations together is about, you know, I wish I knew now. No, I wish I knew back then what I know now. Um, So if we can help other women just, you know, through a few simple things um, to be able to do that, implement some changes to how they're, tracking their cycle and working with their cycle when well, then fantastic.
0: Yep. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, anything else we should be knowing about our menstrual cycle?
1: Um, I think, um, you know what, I think that's a really good solid start. Um, definitely for women, um, you know, just, I know there's a lot of tracking apps out there, but I would definitely um, implore women just to get a piece of paper, um, you know, the, on average a cycle is about 28 days, but that's obviously different for everyone. Um, For some women it can be a little bit more, a little bit less, no big deal, but, you know, just even track for, you know, say three months and just do it through your calendar. Um, But I would suggest writing it down on one piece of paper, so one page per, per cycle. And you can see where those ebbs and flows are going and, you know, just a few words each day. you brush your teeth, write down a few words at night maybe, um, on how you were feeling and just see where those patterns are coming through so you know um you're not you're not stunned by not being able to do something as well one day when week before uh you did and I think for me one of the realizations previously was um I used to run and I used to be I used to love doing it and then I got to a point where this just wasn't working for me anymore but I could still run well really well one day one week and then the next week it just re- was really struggling. So. Um, it's even powerful just from a movement point of view. So the things that are important to people, you'll find that that powerful information um, right there in front of you.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree. And, you know, definitely writing it down on paper. If um, people start learning one thing about me, it's that, you know, that um, paper Pen to paper connection and really just connecting to your feelings. And we say that for women who um, are not menstruating as well, whether they're on um, birth control um, or, you know, for other reasons, if they're not menstruating, connecting to how you are feeling. And so just connecting, um, you know, tracking your feelings day by day is really powerful just to start to understand that cyclical nature within you, right? Absolutely. And that's exactly right. So just
1: understanding those feelings um, and you'll find there's a real pattern there that, you know, from one month to the other, you'll find those feelings are absolutely popping up around the same time as well. There's no coincidence. There's a a real reason behind it. So, you know, my point there is don't think you're going mad because you're not, because uh, it's real.
0: Yes, definitely. And you know what? I just thought too, perhaps it's just worth touching on. Um, the differences in our cycle compared to men, just to really paint the picture.
1: Yeah, so men operate on a circadian cycle, and um, what that means is they operate on a twenty-four hour clock. So they they have a different hormonal makeup to us. So you know, testosterone, testosterone is one of their biggest hormones, where, whereas we're dealing with testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. And they have their own ebbs and flows through that cycle as well, which is why you tend to feel differently through the cycle as well. There's a real scientific um, explanation behind it. So, um, you know, that 24-hour clock sees that rise and fall um, of the hormone testosterone. So, you know, um, uh, and as well as your cortisol and melatonin. So for, for, for some men, if I can get that out, you know, they're, Ideally, their their testosterone is high in the morning and they can power through the day and get up and go for that jog at the same time every morning, 24-7, you know, every day of the year. And then they'll slow down as that that cortisol and testosterone is changing through the day and the melatonin, which is their sleep hormone, sets in. And then they go off to sleep quite nicely and they wake up again the next morning, they're roaring, ready to go, and off they go, off to work, whatever. Um, We're not like that, you know. So we have those ebbs and flows where we're going to have the high energy, but it's not going to be 24-7 the same every day. And that's really something powerful for women to, um, to know about. And you, you're not a small man. You know, we're not small men. We're, we're not meant to be like them. Um, we're meant to be embracing our own physiological uh, makeup and our hormones are different. And that's what essentially what's driving it at the end of, you know, every day that we that we come across.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a really powerful point to end on, and, and that's why I brought it up because I thought it just paints the picture perfectly. And I remember hearing that, you know, and I just took me back to my childhood, you know, when my dad would be at work and then he'd come home and fall asleep on the couch or, you know, sometimes even my husband, he's just at night time, he's just in shutdown mode because yep. obviously he's worked all day, but then next morning he's raring to go, you know, and it's yep. um just imagine how many arguments that would stop in households, you know.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And and you know what, even, um, even in the workplace that, um, you know, we've got these sensationally clever women that are just contributing and making such a difference in our world. Um, and, the, you know, the, some of them probably compare themselves to men and think they need to be in the same playing field. And I would say absolutely do not do that. Use your powers in relation to... How you can operate as a woman and provide so much power in relation to what you are, are doing in your job, don't compare yourself to the male, your male counterparts, because it's, I think for me, it's just gonna all end disaster, you know, in disaster. Um, and this is a really powerful tool for women in the workplace, women that are working or not working for that matter. Everyone's, you know, they've got to juggle through life as it is. But um, don't compare yourself to your husband, to your male counterpart, because it's just, it's, you're not meant to do it, basically.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's, yeah, it's a, a very powerful message. And really, it's the basis of why we're here and why we're so passionate about it. Because, again, it's about yeah, empowering women to elevate their physiology and connect to their physiology and embrace the advantage that we've got within us in being four women in one month, 12 months over a year. You know, it's um, looking at that with an opportunity lens and a potential lens as well. So we've got some exciting episodes coming up where we're going to start deep diving into our whole health message. Mm. A big part of us at Own Your Health Collective is educating people around whole health. And that's from, you know, understanding the self and having that self-awareness through to physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health. And then, you know, really overlapping that over our cycles, you know, the life stages we're in, perimenopause, menopause and how we can really nurture our whole health from the inside out, really.
1: Well, they'll be fun to do, Nat. I can't wait.
0: I know. I'm excited. And, you know, I think people might start to realise that we could just talk forever and a day about um, this topic and um, it's something that we are really passionate about. Definitely. So, again, we thank you for your time in uh, sharing your ears with us for Episode 3 and we will see you in the next episode. Okay. Thanks, Thanks so Nat. Much. See you, everyone. Bye.